Join us in Washington, D.C., September 15 through 17 for our regional conference, Just Thinking About the Bible. Speakers include Daryl Harrison, Virgil Walker, Steve Lawson, James White, Josh Bice, and Scott Annual. Two days of the conference will take place at Emanuel Bible Church in Springfield, Virginia, with a special Saturday visit to the Museum of the Bible. Conference registration includes a ticket to the museum. Affordable hotel accommodations are available near the conference venue. For a limited time, we are offering 30% off your registration fee. During your checkout, use the code G3JT. Register today at g3min.org. Articles from G3 Ministries. Is there a problem with black children? Written and recorded by Virgil Walker. Recent events involving multiple black teenagers and a black child, all captured on video, are causing many Americans to ask, what's the problem with children today? This question is quickly followed by, where are the parents? In culture, I've witnessed a reoccurring theme in many predominantly black communities. Young black children, some as young as six years old, playing outside long past appropriate bedtimes. Many of these kids involved themselves in criminal activity. The freedom these children possess to roam the streets at all hours calls into question the commentary of many social activists who believe blacks in particular are in danger of being hunted down by police. NBA player LeBron James famously tweeted, quote, We are literally hunted down every day, every time we step foot outside of the comfort of our homes, end quote. The we in James's tweet directly referenced black people. While the facts don't validate James's position, with this sentiment in mind, care and concern for black people, I'm pausing to ask some specific questions about we black people. Black teens in Philadelphia. Many in Philadelphia are asking questions as news that James Lambert, a black man, was murdered on the streets by teenagers. Video surveillance recorded the incident. This story, and others like it, underscore the negative impact and destabilizing environment created for children when parents ignored their God-given responsibility of parental oversight. On Friday, June 24th, just before 3 a.m., four black teenage boys and three black teenage girls attacked James, a 73-year-old man, hurling objects at him and beating him with a street cone. Lambert received medical treatment at a nearby hospital and would later die of his injuries. One of the teenagers, a 14-year-old girl, can be seen in the surveillance video giving her phone to a 10-year-old boy. In the video, moments before she picks up a street cone to hit Mr. Lambert, she could be seen checking to ensure her phone records the incident. The teenagers have been charged with third-degree homicide. If convicted, they could face up to 25 years in prison. The case will be closely monitored by many in the coming days. Black Child in Minnesota Before public could grapple with what happened in Philadelphia, another shocking video emerged, this time from St. Paul, Minnesota. As police officers were executing a search warrant for a murder suspect, they encountered a toddler in his underwear hurling profanities and hitting the officers as bystanders encouraged the behavior. The viral video captures this disturbing exchange. The incident in Minnesota happened not far from where George Floyd was killed. Many believe the young child is parroting what he heard at home, including the profanity-laced tirade he delivered to police. Stories like these are not new and are far too abundant. Furthermore, this behavior is familiar in predominantly black communities. 
After watching these accounts over the years, barring parental intervention, it's easy to imagine what lies ahead for the child, predicting the future. When we witness the kind of behavior demonstrated in Philadelphia and Minnesota, what's evident is the lack of male parental supervision. In the absence of this kind of oversight, predicting the child's future becomes a sad exercise. This was the case with Latarian Milton. Latarian, who at age seven, stole his grandmother's SUV, took it on a joyride. He, fa- he was found by police only after he had hit two mailboxes and damaged four other vehicles. As news of the story grew, Latarian became famous for his statement during an interview. When asked why he stole his grandmother's car, Latarian said, quote, "'Cause it's fun to do bad things, and I wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friends,' end quote. The response to Latarian's statement about doing hood rat stuff grabbed the attention of MTV executives who promoted the seven-year-old on their show. Latarian would eventually have a cartoon image made of him as a feature on an animated show called The Boondocks. The initial incident happened in 2008. However, Latarian would be a familiar face to police and one could predict what would happen next. A decade later, in 2018, a 17-year-old Latarian was arrested and back in court facing a carjacking charge, asking some questions. Stories like these involving children are particularly heartbreaking. The consequences of their actions have a lasting impact on their lives. While the ethnicity of the children is irrelevant to the heinous nature of the behavior, it's hard to ignore the high percentage of black children and youth involved in this kind of activity. Worse, no one is allowed to talk about it. With inquiry, any inquiry related to the underlying issues will be met with charges of racism. Furthermore, ideologies like critical social justice have promoted the narrative that blacks are oppressed by a cultural hegemony, white people, who create laws to subjugate people of color. These ideas encourage criminal activity as theft is viewed as reparations for centuries-old offenses never committed against those benefiting. So my questions are these. Is there a problem with black children or are black children the mere victims of a system built on racism? And finally, what role does one's melanin play in determining behavior? The obvious answer to these questions should be no, no, and none. However, the question remains, what's happening? An honest assessment. It's no secret that 72% of black children are born to unwed mothers. This percentage is higher than any other ethnic group. Studies have shown a direct correlation between single parenthood and poverty rates, behavioral issues, drug use, and sexual promiscuity. Furthermore, when a father is absent from the home, the prospect of high school dropouts, teenage pregnancy for daughters, and suicide all increase. The support fathers provide to strengthen the family is enormous. Unfortunately, Only 27% or one in four black women are married. This statistic is partly due to the messaging aimed toward young black girls taught by their mothers that a man, a husband, is unnecessary. Many black girls are taught from a young age that they are divas and queens and they don't need a man to make it. Many young black women have heeded this message. While marriage may not be on the table for many, having children with numerous fathers is. A Michigan research study by demographer Cassandra Dorsby reflects that while one in five American women have children with multiple fathers, a staggering 59% of black women, six in 10, have multiple baby daddies. 
add to these statistics other cultural factors, the promotion of degrading hip-hop music, the rise of pornographic culture, and the celebration of criminality, and the black single parent is at a grave disadvantage in the stand against the culture. Children in this environment don't stand a chance. While it's true that the children I mentioned earlier are responsible for their actions, a lack of proper parenting is directly responsible for what happens in these cases. Addressing possible responses. Culturally, we've been told never to air our dirty laundry to others. My response? That's part of the problem. This code has been responsible for keeping many communities of color in bondage to criminality. Even young children can recite the silence code. Snitches get stitches. It's time for us to be honest and face problems. There will be those who will say, yeah, but, and what about, as they provide commentary about other groups suffering similar circumstances. This tactic is done to avoid accountability. Sinful behavior is not unique to a specific people group. However, immoral practices produce detrimental outcomes for any group of people, regardless of melanin count. Examining these harmful decisions while simultaneously suggesting a biblical solution is a loving act that all should welcome. Finally, there will be those who will respond by saying, we all have a responsibility for what's happening. We all need to step up and do something. Well, that sounds good. It appeals to one's emotions. However, the truth is the problem lies with the person or persons choosing to lie down, have sex, and irresponsibly ignore God's order of marriage and family. While men and women share responsibility for the children they create, single women must consider that they will pay a much higher price for engaging in illicit behavior. Yes, there is grace, mercy, and forgiveness for sin. However, the ultimate responsibility for out-of-wedlock children and the challenges that come with them is the responsibility of their parents. Therefore, before choosing a responsibility, think about the consequences. No one owes you anything. When you experience the provision of someone's help, recognize it as a grace from God that you do not deserve and be grateful. Final thoughts. From the time of the fall in Genesis 3, mankind has rebelled against God's perfect design. However, from the beginning, God ordained the institution of marriage and family. Scripture reads, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2.24 In Genesis 1.28a, we read, God blessed them and said to them, Adam and Eve, be fruitful, increase in number, and fill the earth and subdue it. The Bible provides excellent instructions for marriage and family. Furthermore, the proper training of children is evident throughout the scriptures. In our rejection of God's word, we've abandoned these instructions, thereby destabilizing the intended foundation of marriage for children. The results are devastating for kids, and the implications are repeatedly reflected in the news headlines. There will always be challenges with kids, black, yellow, red, and white. However, as adults, we must follow God's plan and prayerfully proceed to what's next.